The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Body season just around the corner. And you're probably stressing about your teams. Don't worry, so are we. But that's why you're listening to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. So we can get you prepared for the beginning of the 2024 NRL season. Lads, it's creeping up on us. How are we feeling about uh, going into fantasy season this year? I'm so worried. It's panic stations for me personally. I've changed my team Oh dear, I'd say about seven times this afternoon in the space of half an hour. I had to put my phone down, walk away from it and just leave it and I haven't looked at it since. So <laughs> it's just quite disturbing at the moment. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's no real surprises really. There's a couple that we'll get to, but yeah, something something about this team has just rattled me. You're a little bit more confident over there, Nick? Yeah, mate, I'm uh, feeling good. Uh, just, just cruising into, into week one here. Uh, yeah. Keen to get stuck into the podcast and, uh, help out our listeners. Do you reckon he's got a good poker face about him, Cal, or do you reckon he's, uh, he's actually being serious over here? I don't know. Let's just say, I reckon looking at him here, he probably shouldn't be on any poker tables or anything like that in Vegas. Shouldn't be going to Vegas anytime soon. Well, of course, we've got four teams uh, well headed over to Vegas to kick off the season. Uh, we're going to be talking about those two games, the players who we could potentially be interested in bringing into our fantasy teams, who to look out for. And then we're going to recap the uh, week two of the preseason challenge and talk about the players and the team results. Um, shall we get stuck into it? The first game, which is Sunday, 1230 our time here in Queensland, I believe, it is uh, Manly Seagulls versus the Rabbitohs over in Vegas. And uh, we've got our teamless Tuesday announcements, Cal. So let's run through Manly, shall we? We shall. Tom Travoyevic, he is set to return for his first NRL game since round 15 of last year, starting at fullback. Jason Saab, Jackson Pilo are on the wing. Uh, they've got Talatau Kola and Ruben Garrick starting in the centres. Former Tiger Luke Brooks joins Daly Cherry Evans in a new look halves combination. Taniela Paseca and Josh Allier are the starting front rowers with Lockie Croker named at hooker. Uh, they've got Hamole Olakowatu and Ben Travojevic on the starting edge. Um, and they've got Jake Travojevic starting lock. On the bench, Carl Lawton, Corey Waddell, Ethan Bullimore and Nathan Brown. Let's talk about our unofficial fourth member of the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, Big Tommy Turbo, Tom Travoyevic. Nick, that's 653K. Is that a steal or do you reckon we stay away from Tommy Turbo for now? Yeah, um, Tommy's someone I have been really hot on in the preseason. Uh, a few people pointed that out to me and uh, I did make a strong case for Tommy Turbo. I think he is underpriced, to be honest, and I'm, I think he's going to make money this season um, overall. I'll just quickly grab up their buy schedule because I know that's what we went through in our previous podcast. So their first buy is only in round 13. Um, for head-to-head players, obviously, don't play that round, and then 17 and 22. So looking at that, you probably want, 
Tommy in your team or you can have him in your team straight away. He's not going to miss any games up until that round 13 by there. Um, so then the question becomes, um, will he be a keeper in your team? Which I think is yes. However, I actually haven't got him in my team at the moment. I've got another keeper in at the moment because I think that this person will be a higher scorer than them. Uh, but, you know, my team's not final yet. Um, so you don't, you don't have to be secret. We all know it's Caelan Ponga. Well, you know, it is Caelan <laughs> Ponga. But um, the only reason I've gone Caelan Ponga is because he's, I think he's got the goal kicking and, um, yeah, he was, he was just more consistent uh, than Tom last year. And Tom, you know, he's been injured a fair bit. So I, I probably trust Caelan Ponga a little bit more than Tommy Turbo at this stage. Um, however, that's not locked in. I might shuffle a few players around. And if I need some cash, I think the next best player to go from Caelan Ponga down to is probably Tom Travojevic. Which is why I have maybe done that this afternoon, which is not great. Hence the reason why I said I'm in panic mode because I don't know what I'm doing at the moment. I really wish Turbo wasn't playing next like this coming week. I wish he was part of next week because then I could reshuffle because I don't want too many Vegas players. We haven't really mentioned it too much on the potty, but the strategy that a lot of people have spoken about and I, I suppose we've mentioned internally, just not on the potty, is that we don't really want to go too many Vegas players. But somehow I've gone from having four or five, and I was telling the boys before we jumped on, to about, I don't know, eight or ten. Who knows? I might have a full 17 before <laughs> this weekend. Um but I, I've got Tommy. I don't like his first um, matchup, though, because he what has he got? An average of 40 against Rabbitohs. A last three average of 34, almost 35, which isn't great. But then his next ones, his next matchups are a little bit better for him. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I just think you have to take a, a strong winger fullback. It's probably going to be Ponga, Turbo, maybe Drinky. Maybe. Where would you rank Ryan Pappenhausen in that discussion? Well, this is a thing. Perhaps on the weekend, we didn't really get to watch the game. We were um, playing cricket, Nick and myself. But Paps wasn't, uh, he wasn't goal kicking. So it's not ideal because I thought he was going to be goal kicking and he'd be like a 50 average score potentially. But if he's not kicking, I think that brings it back down. You, you agree, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I think Pappenhausen needs to be locked into your team as a wing fullback. It doesn't matter if he's goal kicking or not. Um, so that's pretty much Pappenhausen should be in everyone's team, and he's a mid ranger. And then I think you need to go at least one gun ish wing fullback. Otherwise, you're leaving yourself with like two mid rangers and a cheapie, and that's that could be three positions that don't score very well for you in your team. You know, you yeah. have to play three wing fullbacks. So I feel like the tiering of wing fullbacks is much better having one of each tier. I agree. Would you be crazy to have Pappenhaus and Tommy Turbo and Kalen Ponga? I know someone who has that combination. Who's that? Uh, I don't really want to say their name on here. Fair enough. Why not, mate? Because I don't know if they'd appreciate me <laughs> saying their name. Fair enough, fair enough. Just someone that we know closely. I'll just give it to you. You, you boys can... You know, oh, okay, right. Oh, on. so okay, so you yeah. know, but no one else knows. Yes, but we all know this person, maybe from school. If you have, 
any questions or doubts about Tom Trevojevic or anyone in your wing fullback position, just uh, send us a DM on our Facebook page. That's Three Blokes Centre or Fantasy Podcast. Would love to um, help you sort that out. Let's move on from Tommy Turbo to Ruben Garrick. Callum, what's the story here with Ruben? He's in the centres now, um, which is interesting because last year, I know he scored okay at centre. I think he had like, what, 100 points in one game. And then the rest were like 220s. Let me just double check with that. Um, so it's, you know, not ideal that he's gone there. Um, he had a 27, 104, and 19. And that 104 had three tries in it. So I wouldn't be going Garrick. Obviously, he's got the duel. Tommy Turbo back in the team um, probably does help with their attack. Um, but... I just wouldn't be going Garrick. I think he's just more more value when he's on that wing. And if he ever gets the opportunity to play fullback. Um, so I, I think he's just one just to keep an eye on because he has scored well in the past. We know he can average those mid-40s to see if he drops in price. And Because he did he did this last year, he dropped in price. And he might be someone you can pick up later in the season, potentially, over that origin period. Let's move on to one of the most uh, probably underappreciated halfbacks in fantasy. And what I mean that is like he scores well, but not a lot of coaches really see him as being a gun halfback in their own fantasy team. Uh, that's DCE, Daily Cherry Evans. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick called him Daily Cherry Eater last season. So we'll continue with that. Uh, Nick, where do you see DCE in teams this year? Uh, well, I don't know if I called him Daily Cherry Eater. But Daily something, something along those lines. Check the tapes. Do your own research. I will. Um, DCE, look, with Brooks coming, it's natural to think that his base might be taken away with, you know, some attacking stats and kick meters. I Yeah, that's probably the reason why he's not highly owned here. Because let's say he wasn't. Let's say Luke Brooks wasn't at Manly. You look at Manly... Um, don't have a buy till round 13. Um, so he's playing the first 12 weeks. So overall in the head-to-head players, great option. And he's cheap, obviously 130K, sorry, 120K cheaper than Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. And both those guys have a buy going into, you know, one of them one of them's round five, one of them's round six. So they're missing a game. And Daly Cherry Evans is playing in Vegas. So you can lock in your captain straight away. Um, so... I really feel like if Brooks wasn't there, a lot more people would be picking up DCE as sort of like an underpriced captain of such because you can lock a captain in right now and he's not missing a game in the first 12 weeks. But the problem is the Luke Brooks thing where it's a bit of an unknown. So going daily Cherry Evans is a little bit risky because you know if Luke Brooks takes away a few attacking stats and kick meters, um, DCE could easily just stay at the price he is or probably lose a little bit of money. So... Um, that's why a lot of people are staying away from him. So I'd probably recommend avoiding that as well and just sticking to the pack and going Nathan Cleary as your captain to start with and just fork out the extra cash. But, you know, you could be a risk taker and go in. Yeah, let's move on to this next bloke. I may need assistance with pronouncing his last name correctly. Josh, is that Aoli? <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Let's just call him that. No, nah, Aloye. Aloye. Yeah. Um, 
Look, I've just put him there because he's named a prop. Um, he has an average of 40 from 46 minutes when starting there. He could get that. Um, his break is at 34, so there's probably maybe a five, six point um, bit of you know value there for him. But ideally, you want seven and above points for me just to you know solidify that money making um, potential. So I just think he's just one that you leave out. There's better options. He is at 470k. Um, but yeah, as I said, there's there's probably better options that you can go for around that price at the moment. Cal, let's wrap it up with you with Ben Trevojevic. Um, is he going to be a potential cash cow going into the season? Uh, yes, Burbo. Yes, I think you should just put him in your team right now. He's uh, got the edge center jewel. Obviously, there's a bit of a risk there with what's going to happen with um, Joshy Schuster when he comes back. Um, and there's that two-week break, obviously, that is in between their next game once they finish this game in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, there's there's risk, but I just think you have to have him. He's one of the clear cheapies that has a set role. He mightn't play 80 because they've got Corey Waddell on the bench, uh, but Waddell's also, I believe, come to the club to play in the middle rotation, um, and they'll have Bullimore and Brown who will also feed into that. So... Waddell, maybe he might play, who's you know maybe fifteen twenty minutes, um, but that's enough for Burbo. I think if he plays sixty, he'll probably still score mid thirties, around that thirty five, which is perfect with his break even eighteen. That's enough money to to make there. So we'll just um just put him in your team. Don't have a headache around him. Just put him in. Worry about it later. All right, let's talk about Manly's opponents in Vegas. Uh, they've got the Rabbitohs. Cal, team list for the Rabbitohs? Uh, Latrell Mitchell starts at fullback. Alex Johnson and Jacob Gagai are on the wings. Uh, Gagai is making his NRL debut at the age of 28, so congratulations to him. Richie Kennard and Isaiah Tass make up the centre combination in the absence of Jack Whiten, who is out suspended, and Campbell Graham, who is out for... Uh, a long while with uh, with an injury. Uh, Cody Walker has recovered from his calf injury that kept, kept him out of the Indigenous All-Star side. Uh, he'll partner Lachlan Elias in the halves. Former Seagull, uh, Sean Kepi is the starting front rower alongside Tavita Totola. Damien Cook has been named at hooker. Uh, the edges, no surprise, Keon Kalala Matungi, Jai Arrow, and also Cameron Murray is named at lock. Uh, the Rabbitohs bench includes Thomas Burgess, David Mowale, Saliva Havila, and Jacob Host. Uh, Nick, Latrell Mitchell, is he going to shine in Vegas or is he in a void for fantasy coaches? Look, uh, I can't get on board the Latrell Mitchell train personally in fantasy. I don't think I've ever owned him. Um, yeah, I don't think so. The the only reason is he's just too inconsistent. I I like consistent, safe options generally. I'm not a big risk taker in fantasy, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad because I do miss out on some high ceiling players. Um, so for me, Latrell, I think he could easily be you know the top scoring wing fullback or probably top two. But just it's a bit unknown in this team. South had a bit of a down year last year, so uh, I and I haven't really added too much to their team. Obviously, Jack White is going to help out when he comes back, but Campbell Graham's out. 
for a while. Um, so, you know, apart from that, their team is pretty much the same. I'm not really sure if I see them improving that much this year. Um, and Latrell really heavily relies on his attacking stats. He's a goal kicker as well, which is a good thing for Souths. Um, I just think Callum Ponga, again, is a better option than him personally. But if you feel different and you want to lock in Latrell straight away, I, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't argue that with you. I think you can do that. Would you go Trell Mitt or Turbo? Oh, Turbo. Yeah. Uh, Nick, let's stick with you and talk about the player who's making his debut, Jacob Gagai. Um, Do you risk this? Do you put a gamble on him? 230K, break even of 17. Is he going to make us some money or is he a little bit uncertain? Well, I think I might have to chuck him in to my emergencies. Uh, I don't really know who the wing is going to be when Whiten comes back. Are they just going to stick with Gagai? Or I looked at their injuries and, you know, they have no one else to come back other than Whiten and Campbell Graham, which will be ages away. So I'm assuming Whiten will play centre. I don't know if Richie uh, Kennard will go to the wing or not. That is the only risk there that you're really taking with Jacob Gagai. Um, I wouldn't be putting him in my scoring team so my 13 or my four benchies i'd probably just have him down in the emergency as a really cheap wing fullback cover because you know we're probably going to miss out on chevy stewart um you know and piano kinney i'm sort of not wanting to purchase either now i think he might only play one game uh, maybe two so i don't think that's worth it um so gago could be the guy you're looking for just 230k down the bottom there but i don't have too much information on him so i'm not not 100% sold on doing that, but I probably will. That's what I've done at the moment, actually. I've just did that now. Yeah, well, I've, um, I'll have i just say I spoke with Jaden Campbell last week. He'll be back. He'll be back around, I think, three or four. Um, starting starting to train this week, he said, um, with his – well, either this week or next week, he'll be starting to run and train with the group. Um, just going to Gagai, though, Tane Milne and also Isaac Thompson aren't over there. I don't know if they were allowed over – with all the different, um, is it what the visa things that was happening? Um, so their potentials maybe that might come back in. I'm not sure. And then obviously you got Munro who's out injured. So I, I don't mind it if you had to take it because he is a cheapie that's playing, and he might keep that's what. Because I thought he was quite impressive in the first week of the trials when he played. Um, but he was also playing, I think, a bit of fullback. That game where he might have played the whole game at fullback, but yeah. It's up to you. There is risk involved, but yeah. Yeah, actually, I forgot about the Munro injury. I must have missed that. Yeah, he's round four or five, around there, I think. Yeah, because yeah. they'll, they'll put him back in. Um, I'm not sure. He, Gagai might be over the other two now already. Yeah. Uh, Cal, let's go to you to uh, Tavita Totola. Tavita Totola. Um, I've had him pretty much sitting in my side for a while now and he hasn't left this afternoon. So I think he's still a decent option. Like looking at their bench, Havili can play hooker and middle, but he's obviously been predominantly middle uh, in the past few years now for them. Uh, Jacob Host, you would assume, would come on to the edge. Joe Arrow might push into the middle. He might not with that. David Mawali doesn't normally play big minutes and I wouldn't see Thomas Burgess probably playing over 40. So... I think Totola will get the minutes to justify him as being a buy, 
I can see him maybe getting 50 minutes. Um, and with his break even at 35 and how he scored previously before his injury last year, uh, I think he can make some money. So he'll be a slow um, slow burner with the cash making. Um, but let's just have a look. I think they've got, yeah, buy around seven. So he'll probably make his money up until that buy and then you can move him on from there potentially. So I think, I think he's still safe to pick up. Uh, Sean Kepi, Nicholas. Don't buy him. Don't buy him? No, Sean Kepi, no. Not with this bench, four forward bench. Um, Sean Kepi's going to get 35, 40 minutes. Totola's yeah. going to get more of the minutes there. Yeah. And obviously Cameron Murray's their main forward. So Kepi, no. Thanks. I'll stick with you then and talk about Damian Cook. Do you think he could be the best starting hooker? for fancy coaches? Well, you know, it's not a bad option. Uh, buy in round seven, as Callum said. Uh, he's currently wasn't in the Origin team, but sort of was last <laughs> last series. Just, so Just a starting centre. <laughs> yeah, starting centre. Cookie. Uh, I like the bench. Obviously, there's no hooker on the bench. Yeah, there's no Mamazoulis. But Why had... is there no Mamazula? So Mamazula is twenty-one. So he yep. didn't. He his visa got approved. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. That's <laughs> a good sign. Cookie Cookie's probably in to play eighty. He might get spelled by Havili. Um, probably depends if they're winning easily. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually quite confident that Cook's going to get seventy to eighty minutes every week, which is good. Uh the question is, he's he's just sort of declining over the last couple of years. Maybe maybe you know I don't see him bucking that trend and going back up this year. I feel like it'll just plateau, if anything. Um, so, yeah, I'd be looking at someone with a bit more value in your hooker. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't talk you out of Damian Cook either. He, he's a proven gun in fantasy. Uh, if, you got, if you're going Ryan Pappenhausen, you probably don't want to go Harry Grant, have two storm out. So if you're looking at – if you have no South players at the moment um, – Maybe, you know, Cookie could be a good option. Obviously, don't go him if you're going Cameron Murray as well or someone like Latrell maybe if you're going that way. You don't want two of those guys out. That's like one and a half million of your, of your salary cap in one week going to be sitting out there. So just be careful. Um, yeah, but Cookie's not a bad option. No, well, he finished last year with 78, 44, 86 and 72. So he can still do it, but he had a slow year. So maybe see how he starts off if he loses a little bit of money. Maybe... It Big time to jump on him. Well, Cal, who would you pick between the two? Damian Cook or Cameron Murray, our next bloke to talk about? Um, I would have said Cameron Murray yesterday. Today, maybe Damian Cook. Um, I'm not sure. I, I've had Cameron Murray in my team. Um, I don't know if I'll have him now just because I was expecting Jacob Host not to be on that bench and Mama Zoulis there. Um so Jacob Host being there will go to the edge. And there was a lot of talks in preseason about Murray playing lock and then also shifting to the edge and playing like an 80-minute role. He probably won't get that now. I can still see him, you know, doing 65-minute, maybe pushing the 70, um, but it'll probably be close to that 65. And, like, he can still score well at that, um, still get past his break even. But, yeah, I just don't know now. I, I don't know if you leave him out or if you go for one of the other guns, maybe a Payne Haas that is playing because I think Payne Haas is probably going to have a big game or 
talk about them in the next um, matchup. But yeah, it's it's difficult for Cameron Murray now. I was a hundred percent all in, and now I'm fifty fifty. I I don't know what what to do. He's confused. Well, as yeah, normal. You, you're going to have to have a listen to um, coaches' interviews when I don't know over the next couple of days when they come out and talk about how the team's going to uh, come out and just see if they give us any details of where people might be playing because mm -hmm. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I honestly don't know. I might have to put him in so then I've got a bit more money. But Typical Carl throwing out these red herrings in, a, in week one. Oh, oh, I, don't, I, I don't have him at the moment. I've got Payne Haas. I'm happy to say that. But All right. Yeah. But I, I probably will have Cameron Murray by the time it comes, comes around to Sunday. I just don't know because I need money for next week. Uh-huh. It's too teamless as shit. Thanks, NRL. <laughs> uh, who's going to take this one out? Cow, Manly or Rabbitohs in Vegas? Um, fuck it. Manly. <laughs> Nick? I was going to do that. I, was, I <laughs> thought you were going to go south and I was going to go Manly just because <laughs> I wanted to do that. But I'm going to go south now just because you right. want Manly. Right. I'm going to go Manly. Don't know why. Just damn I don't know either. Maybe I should uh, put my tips in now before I forget. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the second game happening in Vegas. Uh, we've got the Roosters taking on the Brisbane Bronx. Bronx Nation over in uh, the United States. Cal, let's talk about the Roosters team list going into Sunday. James Tedesco is the fullback. Shock horror. Daniel Tupo is on the wing with Joseph Suali'i. Um, he's on the other, obviously, with Dom Young out injured. Uh, so that means Billy Smith is in the centres. And he's alongside Joey Manu. Uh, Luke Keary and Sam Walker are the starting halves. Brandon Smith starts at hooker. Former Panther Spencer Lenu slots straight into the starting front row alongside a big boy, Lindsay Collins, while C.R. Wong, Victor Radley, and Satili Tupanua make up the rest of the back row. Sandon Smith gets the utility role in the number 14 with Connor Watson listed amongst the reserves along with Angus Crichton. Uh, the other players named on the bench alongside Sandon Smith are uh, Nafua White, Nat Butcher, and Terrell May. All right, let's dive into it. James Tedesco, Nick, where do you rank him in uh, the winger fullback position going into our fantasy season as coaches? Look, I think you should let James Tedesco go, and I'll say that because there's other options that I think are more consistent than James Tedesco. He, he could not be, he, sorry, he might not be one of the top three wing fullbacks as, at the end of the year. So I think if you're doing the tiering, as we're saying, you should pick a wing fullback that you think's definitely going to be in the top three. And I think that's probably Ponga, probably Luttrell. And I think the next best option would probably be Turbo or, um, Happy Maybe, Reese. sorry, drink. Reese, drink water. Drink water, Reese Walsh. You can put in the category just below with Tedesco probably. So I don't think there's any much value in Tedesco. So that's why I'm letting him go. And you don't want too many players in Vegas, as Callum said before. Um, Tedesco generally um, usually has a slower start to the season or he has in the, in the last season or two. So I think um, don't pick up James, Teddy, Tedesco. Spencer Lenu, Cal, coming in at 395k. Where are you putting him? Oh, I'm not in my team. <laughs> You're not? No. 
Interesting. I'm not picking up Spencer Lenu at the moment. I might by the time it comes around to Sunday. Um, but no, I've, I've got no interest in him. No interest whatsoever. Well, I may have plugged him in. Yuck. I think he'll only play 35 minutes. <laughs> starting prop. 35 minutes. That's all he'll get starting prop, I reckon. He'll play 20. He'll be gassed. Then he'll come on later. Play 15. I think Terra May will get more minutes. I think uh, Nat Butcher will play edge and middle. Santa Smith obviously won't be playing in the middle. Um, and then White will be playing in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I just don't know what, what Spencer's role is going to be. I Obviously, I, I wasn't expecting him to be there. Next week, or when, whenever their next game is, he could be back on the bench because um, what's old mate's name? JWH. That's him, Maria Hargraves. He isn't there because he's out due to suspension. So he could be straight back in that starting side and then Lenu's off the bench. And White drops out, I would assume, if you go off that. So, yeah, I, I'm not interested in Lenu currently. I'll probably have to do a little bit more dioring, do my own research, and then... From there, I might plug in, but at the moment, I'm not interested. There is an argument for him. Obviously, Nick has an argument because he's in his team, but for me personally, at this current period of time, no, no. All right. Uh, Nick, let's go to you for Brandon Smith. Yeah, well, I actually, I didn't really like Spencer Lenu in my team. I, was, I just plugged him in there because I thought just to see how it looked, and it didn't look that great. Um, so now I'm considering swapping him for Brandon Smith, as we're talking about now. Um, don't know if I want to though. Connor Watson's not in the team, so that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandon Smith did play a bit of hooker last year. He's not that great, but he's okay. I just think Brandon Smith not not going to get enough minutes to warrant me to buy him for some reason. I just. <laughs> He'll get 65 minutes, surely. Yeah, but is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. Well, he had games last year where he played like 72 and he scored in the 60s. Might have been once or twice, maybe once against the Dragons, I'm recalling. I just, I, I'm I'm a bit gun shy of last year. Yeah, I think everyone is. Everyone's worried about picking him up. But hey, I thought of something this afternoon. What happens if, you know, Lusick and Hands are in the same team next week? Who's going to be your backup hooker then? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Brandon's already gone. So I'm thinking I might just plug him in. If he doesn't do well, you can always trade him down the following week. You use one of your trades. We well, if the team list is as it is, with no Connor Watson, I feel like Brandon Smith is a better option with Sandra Smith on the bench. I'm not sure. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't. Lo- I don't love it. I I love it better than Spencer Lanyu. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like it either. But just based off the fact that I don't know, we don't know what's happening with the eels, and yeah. on the weekend didn't really help. So. I, I feel like the Joey Lossick and Brendan Hands are going to be on the bench, and I just if that happens, I don't think I can get Joey Lossick. You're going hop good to the moon. Oh yeah, oh, I've yeah. got him in my team. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, let's move on, Riley, because we've got some saucy options coming up. Brandon, so Brandon Smith currently in my team. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Find out next week if he was remained. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Mr. Wong, Callum. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Wong. He's come at the right time, not the wrong time. See you are. He's in, uh, 
He's no. got to be interesting. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Like you've got Satili Tupanua who's been battling on that edge. You've had Angus Crichton battling on that edge. Crichton's not in the team. Butcher's dropped out, who we thought was going to solidify one of those edges spots. Um, and now you got Wong. I'm assuming he'll be on the right. Satili's been on the left. Yeah, probably. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, and I'm already spoiling our next person, Satili. But yeah, C.I. Wong. I, well, you know, let's just talk about both of them together. Yeah. Which one's going to be the better option here? Because for me, Wong hasn't really played the 80 minutes Satili has. Mm-hmm. Sure, on the bench, would you assume Butcher takes minutes from Wong or would you expect him to take minutes from Satili? Uh, probably Wong. Yeah, because I've had, I've had people, you know, I've heard, I might have listened to something this afternoon because I need help on this as well. Um, they put Wong first, then Satili. Yeah. Oh, the people who you listen to? Yeah. So they think Wong's going to play 80. Well, well, I don't know if they think he's going to play 80. They just like him better. Well, I'll tell you what. I've put both in my team, okay? Wow. And I'll tell you why, Okay. Because one of them's going to be all right, and the other one mightn't be. I'll just trade them out eventually. So, with I think Nat Butch is mainly going to play middle and drop to an edge as needed. And then, obviously, Terrell May is playing for Spencer Lenu. Don't know what's going on there. And then White's going to play for Lindsay Collins. And then you got Victor Radley. Might get a bit of a spell as well for Nat Butcher in the middle. So, I think, I think Tupanua... I think you should go Tupanua over Wong. And I think that's only because of the mid-edge duel. And he's a little bit cheaper. So if you only want to go one, I go Tupanua. But I'm personally going to go both. I really I feel like that's what I'm going to do. Um, and just see what happens from there. That's why I don't want Brandon Smith. Because <laughs> yeah. then I got three roosters. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know what I'm going to do. You mentioned before Butcher didn't even get um, a spot in that edge. No, no. That Butcher. He's on the bench now, so he's a no-go for your team. Uh, He's probably just – he's not going to get those minutes that we're expecting him to get every week, 80 on the edge. So um, who knows? He might go back to that edge. We're just going off what um, Robinson's done for, obviously, this week in Vegas. So – We'll have to wait and see what happens throughout the season. Uh, but at the moment, Nat Butcher, you can't start with him. I don't think too many people are looking at him uh, anyway. So simple, leave him out, see what role he plays this weekend, um, and then just watch him throughout the year. Hopefully, you never know, he might drop in price, might be one of those players that drops in price, has the mid-edge jewel we can pick him up later in the year. Uh, Nick, let's go to you. Wrap it up with the Roosters, um, Terrell May. Yes, well, just before I talk about Terrell May, I want to say that just keep an eye on team list because it's a rolling lockout. Yeah. So an hour before kickoff, Robinson might make some changes. He might move Wong or Tupanua to the bench and Nat Butcher could come into the starting team. So if that happens, obviously drop that player out of your team, whoever it is who's starting on the bench. So that's pretty self-explanatory. So you need to be Sunday, you need to be on your app if you can make some time to do it. Um, Terrell May, I think Callum had him in his team at one point here. Um, I just think Tavita Totola has got a little bit more value and a bit better job security in terms of his minutes. I think Terrell May's minutes could be all over the place. 
depending on week to week and what Trent Robson selects. But uh, so, Carl, have you got him still? Um, he was there this afternoon and one of the teams I made. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's going to get between 40 and 50 minutes. He's got a good PPM. Like, it's just, it's too risky because there's players out, obviously. Um, they've got great players listed in, you know, their extended bench. So I had a feeling this afternoon and a thought, like, what happens if Robinson goes, you know what, I've got this many good middle players. I'm just going to rotate three each week in and out and just keep swapping, swapping, swapping. It's not going to be good for the team, but it's not going to really impact the spine and the plays with the edges and everything. Cause it's just three blokes that run up in the middle every week. So he has the luxury potentially just to swap them out, which wouldn't be great. I don't think he will, but there could be some weeks where he does that. Um, but may for me, it's, it's just too risky because you've got JWH coming back in. We don't know what's happening with Watson. We don't know what's happening with Crichton, whether they're just, they don't think they're going to be, you know, in the team for the year. I, I don't see well where Connor Watson stays out of this team for a long time. They might maybe run with it for the first month or so. But Sandy Smith impressed last year, so they're obviously staying loyal to those players that did a job at the back end of last year. Um, yeah, it's, it's just too risky to go him at the moment, unfortunately. I'd love to have him in my team. If he was starting this afternoon, I was going to put him in straight away. All right, that's the Roosters. Let's wrap it up there and move on to their opponents, Bronx Nation. Broncos, uh, an interesting development with the uh, teamless cow with a, what would you call him, a veteran being uh, put on the bench straight away, mate. Yeah, I actually forgot that we had another team to discuss here in the Broncos. <laughs> I thought we were almost done. Um, look, yeah, I'm assuming you're talking about, what, Corey Oates, I am? Sure. Corey Oates, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, I heard uh, Dobbo on Channel 9 News last night say that uh, it was going to be Martin Tapau in the team and also Corey Oates, but I'll read the team list out now. They're not in there. So you got Reese Walsh at fullback. Uh, you've got Jesse Arthurs and Dean Mariner on the wing. Selwyn Cobbo is the center with Katoni Staggs. Uh, Ezra Mam, Adam Reynolds are the halves combination. Corey Jensen and Payne Haas are the starting front rowers with Billy Walters at hooker. Uh, the edge forwards are Brennan Pierre Cora uh, and Jordan Ricky. Um, on the playing at lock, you got. Pat Carrigan. Um, and then on the bench, you've got the former rooster in Fletcher Baker. He gets a spot alongside Tyson Smoothie, Kobe Hetherington, and Xavier Willison. All Big right. Hit. What's to dive into here? Reese Walsh, though, Nick, do you think he's just going to have a field day in Vegas? Do you think that he's going to thrive in the spotlight, mate? Well, against this rooster's team, he might, mate. Uh, Bronx Nation ready for a big year this year. You thought you thought they overperformed last year. You just wait till this year, mate. You just wait till this year. They couldn't get the job done. They couldn't, but they nearly did, you know. Um, and I don't think anyone expected the Broncos to make the grand final at the start of the season. Just like they almost got the job done in 2015. Correct. But, you know, a few different things happened yeah. that year. Uh, yeah, you know, that was just a bit of bad luck, I think. Not, not, uh, not anything else. The, the Broncos this year, we're, we're bigger and better this year. I know we lost Flegler and Herbie, 
Um, I think I and think we fi- okay, and Kate Well, <laughs> but I, I I don't really think Kate Well is going to be a massive loss. Personally, I think he sort of fell off a little bit of a cliff at the end of last season. Not not saying he wasn't good, but mm. he um he definitely wasn't as good as he had been for us. I think Brendan Piacura is a really, really good player um, for him. Anyway, we're talking about Reese Walsh. I don't think you should start with him. And the reason is, as I said, there's other wing fullbacks that you probably should go before him. Uh, he's a bit inconsistent, relies on a lot of attacking stats. So if the Broncos happen to, you know, not not start off as well as we think, he, you know, he might disappoint you. Um, with some low scores, uh, he doesn't have the goal kicking. Um, the only the only way I'd get Reese Walsh is if uh, maybe Adam Reynolds gets injured or something. Uh, he has to do a bit of kicking in game, maybe goal kicking as well, depending. Uh, smaller field in Vegas, we haven't really mentioned that, so I think it's going to be more conducive to forwards rather than backs in the Vegas games. So, I think I did have Reese Walsh in my team at one point earlier in, early in the preseason, but. I just think I'm going to go Kalen, spend up, get my gun wing fullback, move on. Okay. Jesse Arthur's cow, what do you think? Uh, get him out of your team. <laughs> I don't I don't like Jesse Arthur's as a selection. I had him earlier in the year just because I didn't know who I was going to put into my centres. But there are other options now, and I just think Arthur's, he does have the duel. Um, but he's a no for me. What about uh, Mariner? It's the same situation here. I think it's a no for me just because of the fact that Corey Oates, you know, from all reports was going to be there and now he's not there today. So who's to say next week or whenever they play next round two, if Mariner doesn't have a good game, Corey Oates will just back in. You've always got him lurking in the background. So I just think it's, a, yeah, too risky. Uh, Nicholas, go to you, Payne Haas. Is he still one of the top mids to have in your team going into the beginning of the season? Well, I do think he's going to be probably the top scoring mid, but I'm not going to select him at the moment. The reason is I think... So I think I've gone Hopgood at the moment because he's about 43k cheaper and I think they're going to score roughly the same this season. And Payne Haas plays Origin... So I feel like around that time of the season, he's going to be rested a little bit. If Broncos are winning games, Payne Haas is going to be rested. So I just feel that 880K is a bit expensive for Payne Haas um, for your mids. Uh, so I'm, I've looked for a discount option there and Hopgood. It might backfire. You know, Payne Haas, I'm, I, can, I can expect Payne Haas to score better than Hopgood the first 10 weeks. And I'm happy to, happy to cop that. Um, but I think that the, the next 10 weeks after that, I think, is when I will catch up in my points there. So I'm prepared to play a long game in that in that debate there. And yeah, that's 880K I'm not spending in Vegas, so I can use for next week if, uh, you know, stuff hits the fan. I think Payne House is going to have a monster score this week. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have him in my team, but I just feel like he's going to go large. 
Uh, Cal, do you reckon Brendan Piacura will make us money or do you think he's a, a player to avoid? Oh, I hope he makes us a lot of money, mate. Um, he's obviously been named, so he's gotten over that what low-grade um, ligament strain. He's had some type of strain um, that he picked up in week one of the preseason challenge. So he's been named to play. Um, I think you should just be picking him in your team regardless. Um, he'll make us money. Well, we hope he will make us money. He looked pretty good and that preseason challenge, but he was work, uh, versing the Cowboys second grade, if not third grade team um, and carved him up. But he's got a break in with 29. He's under 400K by 1K at 399. He's just, for me, he's a no-brainer. You have to go in. Everyone else is going in. Just follow the trend. If he fails, then at least everyone's going to fail as well. It's, it just won't be you suffering in that spot. So just pick him up. Bit of a cheaper option in the mids, Cal. Pat Carrigan always um seems to score quite well. Would you rather spend your money on him instead of Payne Haas going forward? Well, that's an interesting uh, proposition, which I actually haven't thought about, Riley. Um, interesting. I'd like to go Payne Haas over him. Uh, you never know. Looking at this bench, Carrigan might play in the middle and then might go to the edge and put Piercora onto the bench. He might, Piercora might not play 80. He might only play 65, 70 minutes, 60. Who knows? Um, Paddy might maybe shift over because he did it last year. He played on the edge a couple of games. So that's an interesting um, proposition that you've put out. I think Payne Haas is going to be a better option. I probably think maybe Murray's probably still a better option than Carrigan. Um... But there's a there's a case for him, I suppose. I would That's avoid. A, I would avoid yeah. personally. It's it's a no for me at the moment. I just think those other two are better. And then if these guys, you know, if you, if you don't go for one of these two, then I'd say Hopgood's better option. Maybe a Tino. You know, he's got round two by. Tino looked quite good last week. We'll talk about him soon. Um, and then who knows? Maybe a Cameron McInnes. Just announced club captain alongside Dale Finucan. See what his role is going to be like next week. Let's wrap up the Broncos with a potential spicy cash cow option here, Nick. Xavier Willison. Yeah, so I, you know, a lot of us didn't know if he was going to be in the team. Um, so he's made it there. So you got Kobe Hetherington and Fletcher Baker on the bench. Um, I don't think those guys are big minute guys, personally. Um, Kobe Hetherington's a bit bit of a smaller, you know, forward compared to traditional prop. Fletcher Baker will be nice for the Bronx um, and Xavier Willison. However, the problem is Payne Haas playing big minutes and Patrick Carrigan playing big minutes could limit Xavier Willison's minutes to maybe 20. And with a break even of 19, you know, he's probably going to go at a point a minute, but that's only going to get him 20 points possibly 25 um, best case scenario, maybe 30 minutes, 30 points. And that's best case scenario. I don't know if we can risk that. Um, yeah. If he was, if he was, if he was two, if he was right at the bottom, like 230 K, I might just plug him in, but 263. I don't know. There's a couple of other options that have popped up um, potentially for maybe next week that I might go instead of him. 
I don't mind it though. If you want to plug them in emergencies, it might be a slow burn cash cow option. All right. Uh, Broncos taking on the Roosters Sunday, 2.30 in Las Vegas. Cow, who you got to win? I can see it going both ways, but I'm probably going to tip Bronx. Nick, I already know your answer. I'm going to go Broncos as well. Uh, of course, you can reach out to us on our social media pages for any concerns, questions about last-minute changes going into your uh, fantasy team for round one. Uh, that's just Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast on Facebook and Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on Instagram. If you don't have any questions, just give us a follow. We'll keep you updated on your newsfeed and reels and pretty sure there's a TikTok account up there, so go give that a follow as well. Uh, but of course, to... Um, summarize and finish off the potty this week we're going to talk about uh the preseason challenge for week two and quickly uh talk about who impressed us um over that challenge cow do you want to kick us off with the sharks and bulldogs mate i will yeah um i've just got to say your strategy for this week um as well with you know these vegas games i might do it just pick a team with you know from these four um teams going over there just pick a fantasy team with whoever's available, and then you have to worry about next week. <laughs> or just avoid everyone. Or just avoid it. Or you know what? Just say, I'm not participating this year and delete that. Um, it's it's, it's going to be tricky. Just make sure, I will say this in all seriousness, make sure you've got some decent money left in your um, salary cap just because next week we don't know what's going to happen. You might have to do a little bit of reshuffling because – I've already done it today from these four teams and I thought it was going to be a walk in the park this afternoon. So just have some money um, set aside and don't go too heavy on the players playing this week. Um, but let's move into the Sharks Bulldogs. Um, Jesse Ramian, he looked okay. He scored 28 points. I uh, didn't include a try. Um, had a few nice stats with that. Teague Wilton looked very good, 59 points. He scored a try. Um, stats were pretty much even across. The one thing that I noted was the 35 tackles with one missed. Uh, that's always good to see early in the season. Um, Karen McInnes, doing Karen McInnes things, 55 points, um, just base stats the whole way along, tackles, 43 of them, one missed tackle. So uh, he might be an interesting option potentially next week, depending on where he's playing with the role that I said before of him being the club captain alongside Dale Finuca now. So we might potentially see both of them on the paddock at the same time or who knows, maybe uh, McInnes comes on as he was doing and Finucane comes off and then McInnes is captain during that period. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Drew Hutchison, 28 points. Wasn't great. Um, I actually don't have his kick meters down here. Um, I'm a little bit off Drew at the moment. I know a few people are still looking at him, but I I just don't know um, with Matt Burton partnering him. Uh, I don't know if I like any of the, the cheap halves at this current time. Might be there next week though because he might be some of the the only person I can afford pretty much. Um, so we'll wait and see there. Max King, 46 points, was all right. Jacob Preston, 57, very nice, scored a try. Um, he had four missed tackles, though, so that's a little bit worrying, but I don't expect that to happen too much when they're actually playing. Jamin Salmon, another good week for him, 37 points. He had two stints out there. He only missed two tackles and made 32. Um, he had a line break assist as well, so... He's definitely one in your team if he gets a starting spot next week. Sam Hughes is another one. Um, I believe he was sick or had a virus. Um, I know him and Curran, one of them had a virus, one of them was sick. Uh, so they both got reduced minutes. Um, 
So he got 24 points and Curran got 32 points. So not too bad. Uh, Curran was playing in the middle rotation, didn't play on the edge. So we'll have to wait and see what transpires from that, whether Curran's going to be someone that starts middle next week or who knows, he might be someone that just starts on the bench and plays that 50, 60 minutes, which probably rules him out of your team. All right, uh, Nick, let's go to you for Storm vs. Knights. Man, let's keep it short and sharp here for me. Ryan Pappenhausen only got 10 points, but lock him in your teams, as I said earlier. Harry Grant, 55 points with a try. Um, here's someone you can go. Just be aware they have an early buy. So if you have Pappenhausen and Harry Grant, you got a lot of, you know, two two decent players out for that week. So make sure you're covered. Uh, Kane Bradley is playing on the edge for the Storm. Is he in the app yet? He is. He's a winger okay. fullback in the app. I don't think he'll be um, he'll be in the Storm team, but just keep an eye on him. Uh, he might be in there next week. You might be able to put him in instead of someone like a Kinney or uh, Jacob. Uh, you can't put him for Jacob Gagai this week. He's playing. so um, Or Chevy Stewart, you know, one of those cheap players. You can swap with Bradley if he happens to get the start, which I don't think he will. For the Knights, Kalen Ponga has the goal kicking, which is good, and they have a pretty good run to start the season. He got 30 points, but... He's someone I'm locking in pretty much for sure. Another player is Adam Elliott. 32 points. Uh, 27 tackles, one miss. That's not too bad. I just don't know if he's going to get enough minutes to make some money. Uh, so for me, I am passing on him. Uh, and unless I see a team list next week, that means Adam Elliott's going to play 60 to 70 minutes, but I don't think I will. Uh, that's about it, mate, Riley. Cow Warriors and Dolphins and a uh, big injury coming from the Dolphins as well. Yeah. Um, Tan Torpiki, he got 27 points in this game. Looked pretty good. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Chancellor Cooks are though, so uh, it'll only be a short play for Torpiki if you did pick him up. Rocco Berry looked good, 42 points. Um, scored a try. He's been in and out of my team. I'm not ashamed or afraid to say that. Um, it was like last year or the year before I had him in and out of my team as well, but he's... Uh, Got a rugby union background. He's been progressing now into league, looking better each year, playing in a stronger side. Might be some upside for him. Might not be. I don't know what I'm going to do. Roger Tuvasa, check, 67 points. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. Two line breaks, assists, one try assist, eight tackle breaks, three offloads. He scored most of his points, though, when he moved back to that fullback position once Tour Piggy went off. So just keep that in mind. Roger will most likely be playing centre. Um, it's, they've come out saying it's going to be like a roaming center, like a Manu or Trevojevic during Origin. But for me, at that price point, um, he's probably just too risky. Uh, Mitch Barnett, 64 points. Looked quite good. Included a try with that 64 points. Um, he had 35 tackles, zero missed tackles, which was quite nice. Kurt Capewell, another bloke. Um, looked pretty decent on that edge, 52 points. Um, I wouldn't be purchasing um, either of these blokes that I've just mentioned. Toho Harris, 54 points, um, just doing Toho Harris things, 42 tackles, no missed tackles. Um, he was another bloke who was quite good for them. Um, might be a decent scorer um, throughout the year again, which would be nice. Um, Hammer, only seven points. He needs those attacking stats. Didn't have them really in this game. Uh, Flegler, 45 points, three offloads, 31 tackles, two miss. Not bad. Ewan Aiken on that edge. Now, Ewan played on the right to begin with. Um, which normally is where 
Felice Cafusi is, um, and then Muelu started on the left edge. I believe then Ewan also played, I think, a little bit on the left maybe as well in this game. I didn't really get to see it, unfortunately, but um, it's a little bit concerning what's going to happen with Ewan as of next week because he has been in and out of my team as a potential starter in that centre spot with the uh, edge duel that he has. We need to see where he's going to be named. Um, obviously, the big injury news that you said, Riley, was Thomas Gilbert. Um Unfortunately, he picked up a an ACL injury, so he's only just come back from his... I think he had a shoulder injury that he picked up in Origin last year, so hopefully he has a speedy recovery, everything goes well for him, and we see him back on the paddock soon. Dragons and Tigers, Nick. What a riveting game this was. I actually did see a bit of this. Um, I <laughs> so I actually can talk about this game since I actually watched it. Uh, Moses Surly, 50 points. Yeah, great. Good center. Please note this was against the West Tigers. Um, just well, keep it into your calculations. He's in my team. Sure. <laughs> um, don't get him. Don't do it to yourself. Okay. Jack Bird, 46 points. Playing center as well. As I said, please note against West Tigers. And he's too expensive to put in. So, no. Kyle Flanagan, this is interesting. So 36 points, obviously not inspiring since it's against the West Tigers. Uh, to be honest, to be honest, I think Flanagan's probably a little bit better option than Drew Hutchinson, but I, I've currently removed both from my team and I've gone with a really rogue second half, which I'll reveal at the end of the podcast, maybe my final send-off. Um, Francis Molo, 56 points. Wow, so... He's priced around the same as uh, Tavita Totola and Terrell May from memory. Um, maybe that's just a boom game. Sorry, what was that, Colin? 470K he's priced at, so yeah. Hmm. Slightly cheaper. Don't know. Don't that, that might be his ceiling. Maybe one to look at next week. We'll see. Jane Sewer, 58 points. Like him. Uh, bit of a cut-priced edge option maybe if you want to go there. You know, As I said, please note against West Tigers, who will be getting the spoon again. Um, let's go to the Tigers. Stefano Uto Ikemanu, 55 points. That's good. There's no John Bateman in that team. So obviously by round one, I would avoid all West Tigers players at the start of the season. Uh, IPAPs, yeah, not the greatest score. I don't think IPAPs will be a buy this year. He might He might be at some stage. He might drop some some cash and he might, might be able to pick him up if Tigers happen to find some form at some time in the season. But I highly doubt it, Riley. Just loving your love and respect for the Tigers, mate. Mm. Uh, Cal, the Raiders versus your boys, the Cowgirls. Yeah, mate. We had a win. We're never in doubt. Pounded them into the core of the earth. Um, Cal- hey, mate. Broncos won the preseason. They yeah. nearly came back. Nah, nah. Never in doubt. We just toil them with them. Um, <laughs> Kyle Weeks, 15 points. Yeah. Ethan Strange, 16 points. Uh, um, Ethan Strange did look good. I'll give him that one try. Um, he had a couple of good tackles against Hill and Lukey. Um, he's got 17 tackles in the game, four missed tackles, 221 kick meters. Um, he was sinbin, so just keep that in mind. That's why he lost some points. Kyle Weeks wasn't too bad either. Um, yeah, I think he had a try assist potentially. I don't know if they gave it to him. He put a ball up. Kyle felt dropped it and went straight into Xavier Savage's bread basket. So... Um. Yeah, they're not bad. We just got to wait and see. There's talks maybe Strange might start in the halves. 
which will be interesting. Um, wait and see what Ricky Stewart does. Uh, Morgan Smithies look good. 23 points, 100% tackle efficiency with 20 tackles, zero missed. Uh, Zach Labert, 60 points, look very nice on that right edge. He had a try, a conversion um, when Drinkwater was off. Two line break assists. Well, sorry, two line breaks, one line break assist, try assist, eight tackle breaks. Yeah, decent. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't buy him, though. Reese Robson, 23 points. Not great. Granville played a little bit of the hooker, um, I noticed. But this also happened last year, I recall, um, in the preseason challenge last year. So Robson was on the field, and then everyone was worried about Granville, and Granville did take minutes away from him in that game. But as we know, Granville played um, most of last year in the middle forward rotation. So wait and see what happens. I still think Robson, you know, might be um, a pickup. He's been in and out of my team though. So um, Helen Lukey, 41 points. Look good. I've got him in. Um, 100% tackle efficiency as well. 17 tackles, zero miss. Four tackle breaks. Um, he had a one-on-one steal. 168 run meters. Um, just was in good... Um, Good areas at the right time. He was pretty much running onto the ball. Ran some great lines. Um, as I said, Ethan Strange got him a couple of times. Otherwise, he would have been through. Uh, Ruben Cotter was another one. A lot of people have him. He's uh, 38 points he got in this game. Looked good. Um, with the injury of Cohen Hess, I would think Ruben Cotter's stocks probably go up from that. Uh, another bloke who was unbelievable, Thomas McKayley. He's just come to the club this year from West Tigers. 62 points he scored. He scored two tries. Uh, one line break, six tackle breaks, four offloads, 11 tackles, one miss. He's in the app now as well. I think he's 230K. Um, Wonder watch. He might be a, a bolter to get that uh, spot off Cohen Hess since he's injured and Finna Fuyaki might miss out. Or a McIntyre. I'll have to wait and see. But if Michaela gets a spot, one to consider for emergencies. Let's wrap it up with the Titans versus the Eels, Nick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Mate, another game I did watch, it was at the uh, North Ipswich Reserve. So, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't actually go to the ground. Did you boys but, uh, wear Titans jerseys? Surely. No, I think it looked like a lot of Eel supporters, yeah. to be honest, in the crowd. Yeah, so They were. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, just... I did see that, and I think it has something to do with a similar colour scheme as the uh, North Tigers, which yeah. is where they played their home game, but who knows? Uh, yeah, possibly, but there was a lot of actual Eels jerseys. So that, so it's either, <laughs> so there's more people in the Ipswich area that go for the Parramatta Eels than the Gold Coast Titans. That's saying something. Um, this year will change their mind, mate. However, you know, I, I wouldn't really care about it because the Eels haven't won the premiership since 1980, whatever. Uh, we weren't even born then and Titans have never won one. So they're yeah. both crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Kinney, fullback, looks good. I reckon, you know, about the buy round two is issue for the Titans and Jaden Campbell's probably going to be back, I reckon, round four. You know, could be round three. Come have a, having a chat to him. Good on you, Cal. Thank you. Good stuff, mate. Just pa- you pass on his details to me as well. Thanks. Um, AJ Brimson, big runaway try, which boosted his score up there. He's not going to score enough in the centres uh, to warrant a pickup. Tanner Boyd, mate, um, zero conversions. That was absolutely shocking goal kicking from him. I <laughs> watched that and literally I could have kicked it with my eyes shut, some of them, and he's a professional player. So I don't know how he got you into a grand final that year, 
Okay, Wait. yes, he's he's now out of my team, but yes. what would his Ooh. points be if he did make those conversions? Well, three conversion attempts, so it would 51. Listen to this. You aren't going to like this. Um, I reckon Tanner Boyd might be the second best hooker this year. You're delirious, mate. I'll bet that, though. Do you want to bet that right now? No. <laughs> well, then stop making stupid comments. Well, I reckon. Okay. I actually think he could be okay because halves are scoring better than hookers. I'm just saying he mightn't be the worst option this year with that drill. Okay, Callum. Okay. By round two, don't pick him up. That's my thoughts. Unless I might have to go there with Joey Lussex out of the team. You don't pick him up this early. I'm just okay. Thanks, Callum. I'm trying to help the people pick their team for week one, not week 10. Why are there no Eels players on this list? Anyway, we're going to Tino. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just forgot to do it. So I'll just make it up no. on the fly. Tino, great option, I think. Yeah, that the round two buys the issue there. So for, you know, if you can cop, if you can cop him being out for one week, don't mind it. Don't mind it. Bit of a pod play. I'm not going to do it, but feel free to. Maybe Riley, if you want, like watching him play, stick him in there instead of. He's in of my team. Can confirm. He is good. in my team. That's good. All right, Parramatta Eels. I'm going to go off the top of my head. I have a few. So I don't know what they scored last week, but Will Penasini looked really good. I'm locking him into my centers. 55 um, points. Yeah, so great stuff. Sean Lane played off the bench, was it, Callum, I believe? Yep. For yep he points. looked okay. I've currently got him in my team. How many points did you say? 30. 30, yeah. Didn't do too much. Mitchell Moses was in my team, but then he missed eight tackles in the first half or something and ended up with, I don't know how many points, not many, probably. Uh, 36. 36, and he played a lot of that game. Um, so Mitch Moses worked his way out of my team. Uh, that's, that's you know, not set in stone, though. I could bring him back. You never know. Um, Joey Lusick was starting hooker. Brandon Hands was on the bench. We'll just see what happens next week. If I think they're both in the team, I'm leaning towards not getting Joey Lusick. Yeah, same. Just, just because I don't think he has enough minutes. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Jermaine Hopgood, he's in my team. 69 points. He did score a try in that. So, But if you take that try out, he's high 50s. He's high 50s. Um, that's enough for me. I think he's great. Um, unless the bench is all forwards or something like that, I think Hopgood's going to be my team. If not, I might have to pivot to someone because obviously Cam Murray and Paynars won't be available at that point um, because they've already been playing. Uh, that's about it. Dylan Brown looked pretty good as well. I don't know what his fancy output was like. I don't think he's a buy at the start of the season. He's more of an origin period player. Yeah. Uh, and also, Sivo's out for how many weeks? Four. Yeah, it's three to four. So, Sean Russell will be on one wing and I'm guessing Hayes Dunster on the other. Maybe, or they might put um, Simonson on the wing if fit and put Morgan Harper. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Either way, I think mm. I think Sean Russell's probably too expensive to put in your team. Uh, he didn't look that great. He looked all right, but Sebo's out for three. Sorry. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that wing spot. That's about it for Paramount Eels there, Riley and Titans. Well, that concludes the preseason challenges as we get ready for uh, the proper NRL season uh, for 2024. Again, any questions you may have about your team, don't be shy. Send us a DM on our uh, Instagram or Facebook 
and we're more than happy to help you sort out your team um, and finalize your team. Hopefully, you're almost at that stage where you're happy with your team. I know Callum's not. I know Nick is. I don't. I think Nick is pretty comfortable with his team at the moment, mate. I, th- I think he's. Um, I think he's quite happy with it. But again, we're um we are happy to help you out. So, Nick, who is this mystery player as you wrap up the episode this week? Well, I will wrap up the episode, but I just want to read out. I don't know if we all want to do it, but I'll do it. I'll read out my team as it stands right now. Just, you know, and a lot of podcasts do that. So I'm just going to read you out my team. You're going to laugh at a couple of selections. I don't care. Um, okay. This is my team at the moment. Reese Robson. Jermaine Hopgood, Davida Tadola, Ruben Cotter. Helam Lukey, Brendan Piacura. Nathan Cleary with the C. Uh, partnered with KO Weeks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Will Penasini and Ben Travojevic in my centres. Fullbacks: Kalen Ponga, Ryan Papenhausen, and this spot I haven't locked in yet. Uh, Nick Kotrick. It's not going to probably be Nick Kotrick, but it might be, depending. My bench: Siwa uh, Wong. Uh, Satili Tupanua, Sean Lane, Joey Lusick, Jermaine Salmon in the emergencies, Sam Hughes in the emergencies, Thomas McKayley from the Cowboys in emergencies, and I just plugged in Jacob Gagai in my emergencies. I'll probably take him out for someone else. Um, but yeah, that's my team. So I'm actually happy with my bench and emergencies there. I'm not happy with KO Weeks and then Nick Kotrick starting wing fullback, but everyone else I'm happy with. So I'll have to do some bit of shuffling there. Cal, are you game enough to read out your list? Even though we know it's going to change probably three or four, five more times before kickoff first round, but what do you reckon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do have something that we'll put on our socials once you know round one's done because I don't know if I want to reveal my secrets to everyone. I'll, I'll tell you who I'm considering for each position. We've it's either going to... It's either going to be Grant or Robson in my team. Um, Potter, Haas, Murray, Totola, those combinations. A, Piacora, um, Shock, Helam, Lukey. Uh, Cleary, Fogarty, I've got both of them. I've got a combination of either Aitken, Moses, Suley, or Rocco Berry as my center with Burbo. Um, KO Weeks, Paps, either Travojevic or Ponga, more than likely. And then the bench is disclosed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to read out my team because that's just a joke and a half. So maybe that could be the joke to wrap up this week's episode. Um, Make sure you do reach out to us again if any um, concerns you may have about going in. But apart from that, we will catch you next episode and enjoy round one in Vegas this weekend. Have a good one. (laughs)